Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Your home is your castle. And like most castles, there's always the worrisome, less fortunate trying to storm the gates. No longer. At Executive Intruder Extermination Service, we'll ensure that you'll live in a fortress and live your life worry-free. With my vindictive and backstabbing personality, I always knew I'd be successful. But there's a price to pay. Money gives me freedom. Freedom to be scared of things that normal people don't have to worry about. When it comes to people trying to get a buck off me or come knocking, I turn to outside help. Your home will be surrounded by only the best security equipment. Razor wire, Dobermans, Landmines night vision, and motion sensors. And if a stranger or unwanted relative should make it inside, all of your doors will be wired with bombs. But what about when my children need to go to school? Your children will be equipped with bulletproof vests, and depending on if they attend public school, stun guns and mace. When you're successful, nobody wants to be bothered. I'll slaughter anyone who even thinks of harming my family with Executive Intruder Extermination Service. They do it for me. Call today for your free home demonstration. The world is a dangerous place. For you, it doesn't have to be. Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. It's episode 356, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I'm pumped for the show for a multitude of reasons, one of which is I cannot look at the screen like I normally do, so I'm going to have to talk off this way or just look at my tiny self over next to it because I can't deal with what is happening on the other side of the screen. With which relates to the light bear, the light bringer, the light bear bring the beast master, third shift. Eric, what is going on? Tell the people, tell the people why this is happening. Well, I decided to go on another vacation, everybody. I went down to Ohio and visiting the sister and brother in law. And of course, that means bringing all my gear with me, bringing a bunch of haggard half mammograms set up here. And Matt, <laughs> he loves this, he loves the fact that due to the restrictions of my, my living domain down in this basement. I cannot have my mic set up on a table. Well, comfortably anyway. I'd have to lean in, all right? So today I'm Bob Barker, and I've got my Yeti <laughs> microphone, which is now my secondary microphone. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize it's on the arm yeah, still, too. It's on oh the arm God. still. I'm holding it by the arm <laughs> like a, like a, just a big <laughs> I thought it was at least the base, like it, like the, the original base it came with. I no. thought it was that, but no, it's the arm. No. Jesus <laughs> And I'm just holding it up to my face like a goon, like a clown, and I'm watching my audio. Just, It's crazy. You guys are going to hear me real good, all right? You're going to hear me so good, you're not even going to know what to do with yourselves. That's what we're up to. I don't know what's been happening in the video game world, Matt. I can tell you what. We'll get into that later, man. My week quarter in. Woo! I'll tell you what. I do the overnights permanently. I always tell you it sucks, and it sucks. It sucks every time. There's never a getting around it, but... It's over. We did it. We finished up last night about 2.20, 2.10-ish, somewhere in that range. Well, didn't finish finish because I think David had another job he was working on. But it was close. It's close enough for government work. Thank goodness. It's in the books. I don't got to worry about it anymore. But, of course, what that means is I haven't been paying attention to pretty much anything gaming-wise, world-wise. I always put on the blinders, and I always just try to survive until it's over. And then I get back on the cart and figure out what's what. So, I've been blind this week. I've been blind. But I want to say something I forgot about last week. All right? And that's two things. First off, Nirvana. I was in you. I went and had a great time in Nirvana. And I didn't talk about that. All right? So, I thought Nirvana was in New York City. Okay? Being just completely doofus that I was. 
So I was like, I gotta go, gotta go. Find out it's in Rochester. Rochester's nowhere near New York City. However, it worked out because we were doing Niagara Falls and we had to go through Rochester to get to the falls. So I got to go and I had a great time. Now, I had a very big scare, man. Let me tell you, folks. And I still don't know what this means or what happened, but we went in and the lady's like, hey, welcome to Nirvana. You guys want to play some video games? Yeah, of course we do. You know, you want to play the Switch, uh, PlayStation, Xbox. Well, we want to play Switch. That's the most family-friendly. Cool beans. And I could have sworn to you, Matt, that she said something about it's $15 a person to play video games on top of, uh, you know, obviously your food and whatnot. I could have swore she said this. I swear to God that's what she said. Man, I thought so, too. So we're sitting down, and we'd already committed. You know, we'd already said, yeah, we want to play video games. And we, this is the whole point. We're going to play video games, eat food. But I'm like, I do not want to pay $60 to play video games for a half hour. This is insanity. No way. So me and her are looking at each other like, wow, we just committed to a lot more money than we thought this was going to be. Ate some really good food. Food was fantastic. Played some video video games with the girls. Had a lot of fun. Beat them up in, uh, you know, Smash Bars. Beat them up in Mario Kart Racing. You know, the whole nine yards. Got the bill. I was looking. I was like, all right, here it is. Here's where we pay $125 for this meal. And that $15 per person video game charge wasn't there. So maybe somebody out there who's done Nirvana a million times can tell me. Was I supposed to be charged? Or did I completely miss here? And it was like if I wanted to do like a party or, you know, like some special thing, it was $15 per person. Or it should have been $15 for the table to play. Yeah. And then that also got missed or whatever. Yeah, something happened and we didn't pay any of that. And we just paid for the food and, of course, tip and whatnot. So I'm very fortunate and very happy. Had a good time. Took pictures. Sent a couple to Matt. It was kind of weird. We didn't get to stay, stay, and like really do a lot of pictures because it was empty because it was like just when they opened, and I would have felt like a weird clown, like just going all over the place taking picture after picture. But the setup was nice, and they had a bunch of little like uh, visuals up top where it had just a lot of random gaming stuff, and I kept seeing like Duke Nukem coming up, and I'm like, yeah, that's my boy right there. So yeah, it's a cool gaming thing. I wish I'd get one in Michigan. It was cool, and I'm glad I got to do it. I really hope to maybe get down to Texas and do you know the OG one too, and have a chance at seeing some of the devs over at Gearbox. That would definitely be the big, big dream. But at least I did hit it up and get to go in there. I didn't have any of the cocktails though, that, you know, obviously because I was driving immediately following that to uh, the Niagara Falls and going through customs. So I'm pretty sure having beer on my breath going through customs would have been a very bad idea. It's fine. That's all Canadians drink is beer. It's fine. You know, beer and maple syrup. Yeah, that's true. They, they'd, oh. they'd go, oh, welcome home, brother. Yep. You belong here. You know, well, us Michiganders are basically Canadian. If you didn't know, our accent is actually like Canadian's accent. So we're basically just that's, Canadians. It's not true. Yeah. It's, no. Yeah. No. I hate to tell you. They sound different than us. They sound the same, except for their uh, A, no. you know. They a. have an accent. Yeah. We we sound like them. We're We're... We've been polluted. We've been poisoned. But I didn't even mention the biggest part, Matt. The biggest part of the New York City trip that was weird, random, and totally happened was we did a carriage ride in Central Park. And we walk up, and it's this clown, and he's doing his whole shtick. He he wants tips. So he's doing the dance, singing the song, and he's like, hey, it's my horse, Handsome Jack. And I'm like, oh, man, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, you know who Handsome Jack is? He had no idea who Handsome Jack is. He had no idea. Of course. But he named his horse Handsome Jack anyway. So I'm taking that as a win. And, of course, you know me. We had two horses. I'm like, no, no, Handsome Jack's carting me around because that's the way it's supposed to be. And if, it was a good time. It was a lot of fun. 
Very weird. I'll tell you the craziest thing, man, is when you're going, that horse is going about 25, 30 miles per hour down a New York City street. Cars are all around you, zipping by at 40, 50, horns are honking, people are running out, and this horse is just flying down this road at 25 miles. In a carriage, and a horse, 25 feels way faster than, of course, what 25 is, but it was a wild trip. Definitely not what I expected, but uh, cool nonetheless, and and of course, oh man, I'll tell you, the last part, and before I let you get out here, man, is in that New York City, you ain't seen scammers. You ain't you don't know what scammers are. You don't know the vitriol, the poison that the competition has for one another and all the different things. These carriage riders were just they were just mean. Like the this other company, right? We pull up to get a, at the water trough so the horses can drink. This other guy is looking. And he looks at us and he goes, this horse here, he's on a medication. He's a nasty horse. See, you rode the wrong company. Yeah, you should have chose ours. We don't medicate our horses like this. He's probably on steroids. You know, and then off we go. And, of course, our, our driver's, like, trying to just bullhorn it and cover it up with fun talk and other stuff. But this happened all the time. I had this monk, look like a monk, look just like a monk, come up to me, offering me some little beads, right? Yeah. Sure, all right, took the beads. And then he goes, oh, here, and have this. He, he's got this little gold token thing. And I'm looking at him like, oh, I don't need that. The beads are cool. Thank you very much. You have, you have a wonderful day. And he, oh, no, and he goes, my, and he does the money thing, you know, and I'm like, oh, man. So I look at my head, I give him like two bucks. And I'm like, sure, I'll give you two bucks for the stupid little beads. You know, you got me. I grabbed them. My bad. No, no. All of a sudden, he opens his book, man, and he goes, points to these people who gave him like 25 bucks, 50 bucks, and he's like, mm-mm. He shakes his head and he points to that and he holds his hand out. And I go, you're out of your mind, brother. <laughs> I, was like, I just turned away from him. I was like, no, no. <laughs> not happening. This was everywhere. This was everywhere, man. Just nonstop. This is a city I should not go to. Yeah. I do not like that. I can't I can't stand it. I got scammed out of some money from, uh, it was on MSU campus back when I was you know, a student first couple years there. A freaking monk dude with a book. He was like, hey, got a money for a donation? Sure, here's five bucks. He gave me the monk look, and I was like, I should have just dropped the book right in the river because yep. I was right over a bridge. And it's like, oh, sorry, dude. Whoop. Should have. But I didn't. I should have. Because just, they just out there scamming, getting money anyway. They didn't get money. It was mm-hmm. it was wild. And then I don't know if I – did I talk about the uh, getting to walk the market, the city flea market, like in the middle of the New York streets and stuff? Mm-mm. They had a huge flea market on Saturday all down this huge avenue of New York, which the day before covered in cars nonstop going nuts. For that day, all just little tents and pop-ups and everybody selling everything under the sun there from every denomination of the world. And every, it was just a sight to see and a unique experience getting to just walk in this giant road in the middle of New York City. Good times. So, and I'm trying to recall this and just remember all this because of the dismal times I just had. Yes. And I already this trip feels like it was like a year ago. So... It's this is kind of like uh, it's like therapy for me to recall some more fun <laughs> things and cool stuff I did, and just forget about what just happened, you know. Because I was literally at work, you know, about what 10, 15 hours ago in the middle of the night. So you know, it's, it's good. That's what I've been doing, and that's not even true because I've just been at work. But you know what I'm talking about. That's the fun stuff, folks. What about you, buddy? What, what's going on? Well, see, I'm the complete inverse because uh, I don't really have. No, I mean I had fun times before the quarter end, but uh, what did I do this week? Oh, I just worked. You know, quarter end, like I'm not supposed to have to do anymore. But, of course, we have special people who do special things. So, oh, Matt, hey, can you work quarter end? Yeah, yeah, I, I can. 
I can't I can't say no. I always talk about with Eric, we always talk about together. You can't just it's just an easy lie. No, I can't, brother. Sorry. Not possible. But you can't say it because it's not actually true. You do actually have to be an honest, decent human being. Yes, I can do it. And yes, it was miserable. But no, I didn't have to do it all the time like everybody did. I didn't have to work the weekend. I do get some other rewards off the back end of it. But ah, it's just that change your whole sleep schedule. Even like it's just a few hours, your body's not used to it. And oh, you only have to do it for a few days, so you don't even have a chance to get used to it before you got to flip back again. But like you said, it's over now. It's over. I went back to proper work today. I get to work at home tomorrow because I missed my usual work at home day. So it's going to be a great ease on into the weekend. And I'm I'm a better man than Eric. I'm just going to say it right now because I at least, when it's quarter end time, I play video games. That's the one thing I do. I, do, I go to work and I play video games. And I don't care about anything else. I don't care about nobody. I don't do chores. I don't do going to the grocery store. I don't like do car maintenance. I don't give a sh about anything else. I come home and I go, video games will save me. And gosh, golly, I got to tell you, Final Fantasy 16 has been saving me. And it does make me sad because I go into work and I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm like, oh man, can't wait to tell Eric or talk to Eric about this cool thing that we, just, that we both found because we're at the same spot in the game. Dude, I did that latest icon battle. It's so cool. And Eric says, I can't play video games. I'm a, I'm a husk. I'm a shell of a man. I'll wait till it's over. And I go, well, at least, you know, I'm at, I'm at side quest zone. So maybe he'll get the itch and he'll go and he'll play the icon battle and we can talk about it tomorrow. But then the next tomorrow became not at all because it did a weird f- schedule flippity floppins. And I went, oh, I came into nobody and a machine that ran just completely just wretchedly yeah. for the first half of the morning. Oh, you don't, don't even get me started. We're going to forget all about it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you're right. We are going to forget about that, but I'm not going to forget about all the hot times that I've been having with Final Fantasy 16. I got to the point, I, I told you we started it, the, the side quests are getting a little better. I got some good ones that have been coming up. Oh, dude, I wish you were at the same spot I am right now, because I am at a beautiful spot. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm at a spot where I have, maybe this is a spoiler, I don't, I'm not going to say names. I got a nice crew running around with me. So I'm going to all the cool spots, all the scenic spots, and I'm taking screenshots. I'm going into photo mode. I'm like, look, it's Clive and this person and that person and that and that and that. We're all here. We're taking a field trip. It's it's taking me back to those college days. I can never remember when Grand Theft Auto San Andreas came out. I think it's early college days. And I've told you, I've maybe talked about it on the Whatcha Plan. I don't know if I've talked about it here. Where in that game, you could recruit homies. You'd go around and get your gang members, and they would just they just follow you. You get in a car, they'll get in the car with you. I took those homies on so many field trips all around the world, all you know, the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas world. That's what I'm doing right now. Like yesterday, once this nice party composition happened, I went, no, man, we're going to go see the thing that I don't know if you've seen yet. We're going to go on this on this map that I went to to go do a side quest with my homies. What's this weird tower thing over there? We're going. You, me, and the gang, we're going. And we're taking a picture up there, me torgling the homies. It's great. It's wonderful. That's all I've been playing, and I can't talk about it because Eric hasn't played it. Yeah, no, you can't. As far as I got, Matt, is I got to a new area where uh, where there was something, and now it's just a giant waterfall. That's one of the places we went, yep. And then if you look to the right, there seems to be a, a giant city that's gone and... 
just gone to heck and back or something. Mm-hmm. So that was cool to see. And of course, there's obviously a story untold and all that. Mm. But uh, I did some quests in that area, and that's where I'm at. So, oh hey, here you know, here's the thing. No, we'll talk about Final Fantasy 16 as part of the topic because I got I got a couple things I want to ask you about it. And I said X on purpose, yes, everybody. Mm-hmm. But so so we'll we'll dial it back. Tell me about a game that released, Eric, that you still haven't played. Tell me about that. How about that? I still well, give me a break. I just <laughs> I'm literally just off quarter end, and that's Synapse, everybody. All right, in games has gone ahead and released this as of 7-4-2023 for the PSVR 2, and then PSVR 2 only, all right? This is again making a game of with an agent, and I don't really know much. I read the review, I watched a couple, and all I know is that you're an agent going into the mind of some kind of criminal or something going on, and you're you're trying to figure something out. That's it. That's all I know about this game when it comes to the story, because apparently no one wants to talk about that part. This is the one we saw in that state of play that we thought yeah. was so cool. I, yeah. I was surprised to see that it came out, so I'm excited to hear about it, too. So, what it is, obviously, you put on your old PSVR 2, you go into this game, you go into the mind realm, and as soon as you get in there, right hand has a pistol or in uh, you know other weapons eventually. Your left hand has your telekinetic abilities, all right? And it uses eye tracking. So, with your telekinetic abilities, I thought it was crazy awesome. You're just looking at whatever you want to use to pick up and throw or do whatever with. And it automatically sees where you're looking, and when you push the button to grab it, it just grabs it. So you don't have to, there's no clicking on nothing. It's very intuitive. And then, of course, with your pistol, you're picking that bad boy up, and you're aiming it just like you would any other, you know, gun in in a game. And you're shooting and having a good old time. And then upon getting an empty uh, magazine, the magazine kind of halfway ejects, and all you got to do is tap it against something. So your leg... Your uh, like a stone or a wall that you're by because this has like it's a roguelite cover bait like lightly cover based type shooter t- telekinetic ability game and of course it's all first part person duh you're playing a PSVR two game you know where you're shooting baddies if that's just naturally what's gonna be but anywho's so it's super cool just to see in game how fast everything flows so there's like four different types of baddies that come at you and they do get stronger as the game goes on and of course while you're in these rooms there's going to be these uh, boxes there's like barrels all sorts of stuff that you can then use your telekinetic abilities to pick up throw you could hide behind walls when you you know you're getting shot at a whole bunch peek out shoot the baddies with your pistol or other guns later on in the game it looks really neat. I will say I'm kind of sad because the game opens up with you in the real world, and that looks super cool. It just it immediately reminded me of how cool uh, Horizon looks, you know? And then most of the game, though, you're going into the system which goes into the mind, and, and it's all, like, black and white and just, like, weird neon colors for, like, some of the uh, objects that you can throw or utilize. And the explosions are all, like, in fire color, too, but... It just bums me out that most of the game is kind of black and white. That part bugs me, especially when they start the game off with full color, looking out, and it just looks gorgeous, looks great. It's everything you like and want, and then they switch over. And maybe it has to do with the limitations, because they're you know they're popping 4K here. They're trying to go for a very fast-paced, smooth game in the PSVR uh, 2 world. So maybe there just has to be sacrifices made. I don't know, but it looks like a great time, and I'm going to buy it. It's like 37 bucks or something with tax. Now, here's where I'll say the downside comes. And it, it may not even be a downside. I kind of, in my head, don't know which way to go with this. The game apparently is like two hours. So you will beat this game in one sitting, unless obviously you get PSVR 2 sickness and you can't stay in. You have to jump out. But in general, a 
a a sitting or two uh, is what you're going to get out of this. There is a new game plus, but from what I hear, it just you know ups ups the antes of damage and baddies, etc. Although you did say it is a rogue-ish or rogue-related type of yeah, game. Yeah, they, so. they call it a rogue light. I don't really know how, but so depending on how rogue-ish it is. It might take longer if you suck. I feel like that's one of those genres, like, you could look it up, and sure, you could beat Hades in, like, 45 minutes, but you're not going to unless you're the super awesome... Unless you're really good. If you get it and I ever come over to your house ever, mm-hmm. that this is the one that I was excited to play, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, this was one I was excited for, then there was that other weird uh, Bayou Swampy horish one. Remember? I can't remember what it's even called anymore, but it had, like, that horror vibe, and... Now, now that I don't know, but I was going to say when you get to the end of this, I was going to say, hey, I was on Reddit the other day, r slash trophies, and, and some guy was like, hey, check this out. And he put up his platinum trophy, and it was this weird box thing that looked like it was full of goo. And people were like, man, that's a weird looking icon for the trophy. And he went, yeah, this is a PSVR 2 survival horror game. And that's how you save the game is you find this weird fleshy box and you stick your face in it. That sounds cool. And so I just looked it up right now and I'm like, maybe Eric will be into that. But maybe you have to like literally kind of stick your head, you know, head sticking in movement. Mm-hmm. And then it's all over your facial region. Because, you know, you got the facial rumble stuff yeah. and everything too. That sounds kind of cool. Just to do that once. Check out Organ Quarter. Okay. See if that's something interesting. Stick your head in a gooey box, man. Yeah, I'll check that one out. I don't know if that was the one I was thinking of, but I'm down to, you know, I'm down to clown. I'll see what's going on. But as I said, to finish mine out here real quick, Synapse, if you want a good time, fast-paced shooting, using telekinetic abilities in PSVR 2, this might be up your alley. It looked very, very smooth, very, very fast. I definitely am getting it, so I'll be able to give you some hands-on once I get a hold of that. Probably next week. At some point, I don't go home till Tuesday night, but I'll probably, you know, I'll buy it now and then, you know, obviously next week and play. So it might not be next week talking about it, but the week after, I'll give you some hands on with it. But if you don't think that 37 bucks is worth a few hours, maybe more, as Matt said, because if you're not great at that type of game, it might take you more. But from the couple of reviews that were out there, because there wasn't a lot, mind you, they were talking about a few hours. Two, one guy said two, the other guy said like three ish, and that was it. So it's kind of up to what what what's good for you. What are you what are you down with? I'm down with it. So I'll let you know how it all goes. And if you are interested, check out Synapse Buying Games. It's out there on the PSVR two right now. And you want to talk about games that you're in on, that you're sold on, that you have to get. It took me what I think thirty seconds to know that I had to get this game. And the game I'm talking about today is Dan the Diver. Oh, yep. Which came out literally on my birthday, June 28th, for PC only, developed and published by Mint Rocket. And this is a game I'd never heard of, had no hype going into it. It was an early access game. It finally got its full-on release just recently, obviously, as of the 28th. And I was just on Steam one day, just looking, you know, updating my stuff and despairing because of my weird setup that I have right now. I can't play computer games right now, which really sucks. But I was looking for games I can play in my Steam Deck, and I think maybe that's how I found it. I went to the store page, and I clicked Great on Deck, and Dave the Diver popped right up. I don't know if I said Dan the Diver earlier, but it's Dave the Diver. And it popped up, and it started playing the trailer, and I instantly fell in love with it. By the time the trailer was over... I clicked buy on this game, and it's great on Steam Deck. It said verified on Steam Deck. So that's the thing I'm going to be playing on my Steam Deck next. This is a story. What? What? Jump in. What do you got? I just can't. I can't. You said, because you you corrected yourself and it's Dave the Diver, but you said Dan the Diver. And that's why I know. Like, I'm just imagining Dan, big old Dan. 
Oh, God, you, I, 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 I go diving now. And he's just big diving suit. And he's just diving away. And if you don't know, Dan's a big guy. And it's just funny because Dan also likes to do everything and get people to like what he's doing. So it all made sense and fit. And it, was, it was wonderful. And you know, now that you say that, I didn't even think about that. Because it fits even more. Because in this game, you play as Dave. And he is a big old kind of out of shape dude who loves to do diving. And he gets a call from his buddy. I got to say, the characters in this game are just one of the things that makes me fall in love with it. Like you get... A call from this dude who lives out like in the tropics, you know, down the Caribbean type of place. He's got like the, the traditional Magnum P.I. type of like Hawaiian shirt on. He's got like the slick back white hair, big sunglasses. His name is Cobra. He calls you up like, dude, come on down, Dave. Let's go do some diving. So you go down there, big old tubby Dave in his diving suit. You go down diving. You catch some fish. You're exploring this place called the Blue Hole, this big mysterious underwater thing that changes its layout day by day. So you do have kind of a rogue-ish or randomly generated element. So each time you go down looking for fish, looking for treasures, looking for whatever, it's going to be different every time. But when you come back, Dave the Diver and all his friends run a sushi restaurant back on land. So he is doing everything. This is Dan the Diver as Dave the Diver. Beautiful. But what's beautiful about this game, and I say this all the time, I say it all the time when I do my releases, you have to watch the trailer for this game. The pixel art in this game is so beautiful like when you're diving it's that beautiful like serene looking you know it's a mix of 3d and pixel art when you're diving but when you come back to land and you're interacting with these characters the pixel art on the characters it's so charming and so cool and then if you watch like the release trailer you get to see these like vignettes like when you go talk to the sushi chef he's this kind of like afro samurai type of dude and like the little little vignette of him like sharpening his knife as you're approaching the counter it's like you know, when you would have like a like a point-and-click adventure game and it would cut to like a CG. It's not CG here. It's pixel art, but that totally different scene. And you have like a buddy who's doing tech stuff and he, he like puts on his tech goggles and his tech hands and he's using robot arms. The art style in these little scenes is just, it's so charming and cool. I've seen scenes where you feed like a perfect sushi dish to a customer. Her eyes light up and she spins around and hearts are going all over the place like it's Katamari Damacy or something. This game is full of charm, and just, God, just looking at it makes me happy. I watched some reviews of it today. I watched some more trailers for it, and I just, I can't get enough of this graphical style. So if you got a nice PC, if you got a nice display that you want to see some beautiful pixel art on, you got to check out Dave the Diver. And if you just like exploring the ocean and upgrading your guy and catching fish to then use as ingredients in a sushi-making like restaurant management game that I've heard is actually super deep and really well done and really cool. So you got really cool roguelite fish exploring, going down into the ultimate depths, you're finding treasures, you're fighting big giant boss creatures, then going back up to interact with these crazy characters. And so many mini-games in this too as you're dealing with these characters like the, uh, the nerdy tech guy, I've seen clips like you take him to like, an EDM concert and you're doing like a rhythm mini game as he's, you know, waggling his glow sticks. There's so much variety, so much stuff, and it's all presented in that beautiful, charming, friendly, lively pixel art style. I can't get enough of this game and I haven't even started playing it yet. I can't wait to play it and get into all these things because, God, just go look at these characters. Go look at the scenes. Go watch some trailers. If you don't fall in love with this game or just the art style, then I don't even know what. It's bright, it's colorful, it's friendly, it's lively, it's cool. 
It's Dave the Diver, man. You got to get it. Everybody's got to get it. Get it for your Steam Deck. Go buy a Steam Deck and buy this game and then have the bright colors like right up close to your face. Oh, man, Dave the Diver. It's going to be so much fun. You know, it's funny. I watched some streamers playing Dave the Diver, so I knew exactly what you're talking about. It is a cool looking game. But the game I thought for sure you were going to cover was uh, that detective game came out. The one where the detective's dead and you got to solve, you know, how it came to be that way and save the person or whatever it was. Well, see, now, yes, Ghost Trick is out. Yes, that's it. I still have to get that, but I'm so ramped up in Final Fantasy 16, I didn't want to buy it and just have it sitting and staring mm-hmm. at me. But then you said Ghost and Detective. What I should have in my hot little hands right now is Detective Archives Rain Code. That should have been out. <laughs> and I looked it up because I got an email from Amazon the other day. And, you know, expected date was July 4th. Obviously, it's not going to come on July 4th, but whatever, I should have it by now. It's almost the end of the week. And I got an email saying, oh, new expected date, July 18th. And I went, that's weird. And just today, as I was looking up Dave the Diver reviews, I saw Noisy Pixel has a review of Detective Archives Raincode. A review from six days ago, mind you. And I went, what's, what's going on? Google, please tell me about it. Well, dear user, Google told me, uh, you know, I got the limited edition ultra mega edition that comes with like a little you know the spooky ghost spirit it comes with a big plush of that i'm not really into like the plush figure but it's got a steel book it's got some other stuff and uh, apparently they had problems getting the ghost through customs nice. so everything was delayed by like 10 days you can't get a plush ghost through customs what is happening right now but <laughs> that's another game that i should have right now that I don't have right now. So much. It's like another wave. A Dave the Diver uh-huh. wave has deluged in more awesome games than could ever be played. Oh, hey, right here, right now, another game I should be talking about is uh, AEW's Fight Forever. Yeah. The first wrestling game from AEW. Boom, I finally have it in my hot little hands, and I haven't had time to play it because of Quarter End and because of Final Fantasy 16 and all this stuff. And I heard it's a pretty good homage to the old N64 days, so if you were down to clown back then, this is it. And I just saw, man, I'll just talk about it because it's a random episode. It's a random day. I was at work on Twitter, killing a little bit of time, you know. And I saw a Twitter ad. There's a 30-player Stadium Stampede Battle Royale-style match coming free as free DLC for this. But seeing the crazy activities you could do in this in a wrestling game in the Stadium Stampede, it was insanity. They have tons of crazy mini games all throughout this game, so I can't wait to play that. I can't wait to play this. Can't wait to play that. Can't wait to get my hands on this. Gonna... And right around the corner is the game we're coming back to, Exo Primal Man. <sighs> Telling I know. you what, we can I play s- a game again together. This this has the ch- this is the opportunity, and it might be the one, assuming the reviews are good, which from all preliminary hearings are uh, definitely looking good, sounding good. And I never talked about it on this show. I never talked about what you play in Third Shift either. I got into the last open beta, and it was pretty good. What I really appreciated was, you know, this PvP aspect of it. And I was, how the hell is this going to work? What I love about it is, it's your team of five or whatever, and you're just fighting. It's PvE, and it's whoever clears the PvE camps the fastest. You kind of, you're in the lead, they're in the lead, back and forth, struggle, struggle. And it's only at the end, the very end, do you kind of come together and battle it out. I was loving it. I thought it was awesome. I wasn't very good at it because of my first two times playing it, but little variety of all the exosuits or whatever they're called that they had. Mm-hmm. I just loved that. You have a PvE experience all the way through until it does become PvP. It is a ton of fun. It's so goofy. The abilities I had were just so over the top and just 
wiping out these giant swaths of these big cartoony dinosaurs. I was loving it. It was great. Yeah, everything I've looked and seen looks awesome. I can't wait to try it out. But yeah, that's it, man, for me. I know you wanted to talk uh, something about Final Fantasy, though, right? I don't remember what it was anymore. I got two questions. One is just the generic question that I think I, I know the, what the answer is going to be. But the one that I have been thinking about. Now, you and I have been having a great time with Final Fantasy 16. I don't know if I asked you this in person because it's been quarter end. But if, it's, if I haven't, I'm asking you right now. Is this game too easy? Because this game is really easy. This game is easy. Oh, yeah. It's really easy. Really easy. Okay. Yeah, I'm having zero trouble with anything I do. Like, I'm not even remotely in trouble at any given point or time. I do go through potions. I ain't gonna lie. I do use some of my potions, but I'm never at a point where I go, oh, no, I'm gonna run out or I'm gonna be in danger. It's It never, never reaches that. So, yeah, I agree. It, it's easy, but it's still fun. I, I, I'm not mad about it. I'm still having a great time. And there's a couple moments where it, the game will get me because uh, the baddie will do something wacky and I wasn't paying attention. I was starting to get too lax. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, ah, then nobody can touch me. And then I just start pushing square like an idiot. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 my health goes way down. I go, oh, yeah, I got to make sure I'm pairing and doing what I'm supposed to. But as long as you do what you're supposed to, yeah, you cannot ever die. It's impossible. And I don't mean to say that like in a bad way, because obviously I'm having a great time too, especially the the most recent iconic ability I have. I told you off air, I love using that. And it makes you even more untouchable than you already were or how I already felt, except for, like you said, when I'm slipping, when my timing's off and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to counter it with this. And my timing's off and I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. oh, that sucks. But I told you I did the next iconic fight. Yeah. And going through, you fight a bunch of bosses. This has been this way ever since like the first story section that you go through. After each boss, oh, hey, there's a potion over here. There's another potion over there. There's a high potion over there. Uh, You know what always happens when I pick those up? Uh, It auto uses them because I didn't have to use a potion during the fight. Mm -hmm. The most I usually go down is halfway through my health. And only if I get, you know, if I slip up one more time and get hit or there's a crazy attack that I don't know how to deal with that hits me down to another half, so 25%. I'm like, I like never use potions almost at all. And granted, I'm getting hit, so I'm running around at half health sometimes, but it's never like, oh man, thank God there's a drop there so I can refill my potions. It's always just ping, ping, oh. And then the next one that I ha- that I pick up, because there's usually three drops, it has no effect because I didn't use a high potion and max health already. So it, that's what made me think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm having a blast, having an amazingly fun time, especially the latest iconic ability that I got. But that makes it so much fun to play. And I get done with a giant fight. And I'm just like, oh, well, I did it. And it was great. And I loved it. And it felt impactful and cool. But it wasn't hard at all. It was, wasn't a struggle. Man, yeah. it's crazy. It's just one of those, it's a two-sided thing going on. Because, you know, everyone's like, just push square to win. It's like, it is not that for sure. It's not that, no. You guys are clowns when you say that. But I understand what you're saying. Because for people who are accustomed to this type of fighting or this type of combat, it is easy. As long as you keep on your toes, you're always going to win. So I, I get, you know, when the when the, the those who've been kind of complaining about it, if they had voiced it in a, in a more intelligent way, I'd say, yeah, I understand what you're talking about. But they don't, and they always just go complete opposite, and you know, and it's like, no, it's not that at all. If you're not accustomed to this type of combat, it's hard. 
because it doesn't let you can't just attack and win. If you are not parrying those attacks, you're going to die. Period. That's what's going to happen. And I mean, I am playing on story focused and I do have all the cheat rings equipped, but I don't think that's a big deal. Like that's not that didn't change anything. Oh god, Matt. Well, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to say that it it's obviously a lie. Yeah. I'm playing on action based. I don't got anything on. It just made me think like it would be even easier. I would just push square to win if I did that. Imagine if Torgal just did everything for me. Imagine if his healing actually healed yeah. you like a hundred at, at once. And he's just doing it all the time on his own. Just all the time. Torgal's just, because you have the ring on it, Torgal does everything on his own. So he, he's just healing me. I would. I don't know what I would do. Oh, that's, that's the one thing we talked about. The other characters don't do much to help you. Man, I've been running around with Jill lately, and maybe she ramps up during the story or whatever, but she is kicking butt. In my game, she is throwing out giant ice walls, and then every time I do go down to half health, she's instantly, hey, be careful. Yeah. Whoop, there's another quarter. And I go, well, it's amazing. It's wonderful. I've been noticing the heals for sure, Uh, and I do notice some of the attacks. I think a lot of it's just me not paying attention to what she's doing, because every time on the corner of my eye, I do see the ice... The ice balls dropping on baddies or flying across the screen, but I'm just focused on what I'm up to. Yeah. But I've for sure noticed the heels a lot lately where I'm just like, whoop, oh, okay, well, cool beans. And I think maybe part of it is since I'm playing that counter game, I'm kind of a little bit more passive when it's one-on-one, like I'm waiting for the next counter. So when I'm standing there, you know, just, oh, here it comes, here it comes, and I see, oh, instead of just flying in, doing more attacks, doing everything. Yeah. It's fantastic. What a good time. I love it, man. And the second question is not a question from me. It's not a question that I believe is a valid question to ask. But the entire internet has asked this. And (laughs) I responded to it on Reddit where I saw it. And I got a bunch of downvotes. Hey, is this uh is this even really Final Fantasy? Is this is this even a Final Fantasy game, Eric? The I'm putting on my internet guy voice. Yeah. Yes, it's a Final Fantasy game, yes. Okay. Just stop it, people. Just stop it. Final Fantasy changes all the time. It does different crap constantly. It's it's a Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy is whatever it wants to be. And it has all the little tropes and all the little things you imagine Final Fantasies have. It's Final Fantasy. It may not be the Final Fantasy you want. I can respect that. There are Final Fantasies I don't like. Okay? That's just the way it is. This one, I do. And if you don't, well, hey, go on about your day. Wait for the next one. Maybe you're going to like that one. But it is indeed a Final Fantasy in all the ways it needs to be Final Fantasy. So stop it. Just stop it, people. 100% agree. I appreciate this one even more because you know, we've loved Final Fantasy forever. I have loved it like ever since I ever played one. Mm-hmm. When you start from the basics, when you start from one, you get up to a spot where the spectacle starts getting wild, like Final Fantasy seven VII and eight. Oh, look at the summons! It's so crazy. This is that, but like to the nth degree. Like the last iconic fight I had, I. I told you this off air. I put my monitor up. I raised it up and I sat back and I basked in the glory of this thing. Like the entire time I had the biggest grin on my face and I could feel it. Like I was tired afterwards because I was enjoying it so much. I've never seen anything like this before. I've never played anything like this before. I love this game. It's nuts. So do I. I love this game. And you know what? Get out there and play it too, folks, because it's it's one of those games, man. It's like that Persona game coming a game that you just don't want to miss. You want to be there for it. You want to be in the uh, the zeitgeist yes. and the, and the, and all the talking channels. 
Go play FF16. We promise you it's a good time. So all you out there in podcast listener land, get on it. Get into Final Fantasy 16. Have a great time. Hang out with Torgal and Jill and see the things that I can't even talk to Eric about right now. You know what? Once you find those things, hit me up. I'll talk with you via the email, thirdshiftmedia.gmail.com. On the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Hit up the Discord, the Patreon. Call my home number. Leave me a message and say, man, I can't believe that boss fight with the and the and the Beep, 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 beep. While you're doing all those things, Matt, don't do it to me because I don't want to be spoiled until I'm caught up. But, hey, you can find us in all those places. You can also find us over on Patreon. You like what we're doing. You want to help us out just a smidgen. It's a tip jar, folks. Any and all things is most appreciated. And if you can't donate in that way, you can do all the stuff Matt said. You can give us mailbag questions, feedback of any kind, five-star ratings on the iTunes, over on the uh, Spotify's. Come on, we need to see it. I'm telling you, if you just do it for us, we're going to get a million people in here. And then all of a sudden, we're going to have so many friends, we're not even going to know what to do with them. And we'll have to sacrifice them to the gods. It's a good time. It is a good time. And speaking of a good time, it'll be a good time when we get together for a proper Third Shift episode on the 13th of July. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say... Hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it. We appreciate you all here, and I want one last Bob Barker for Mr. Matt over here. I hope you can spin that wheel and win a million bucks, Matt. I really do. But if you ain't got the five-star ratings, it probably ain't going to happen. And since you didn't pull out that sheet saying we had one, you're getting that old 100 and you're not taking anything home matt i'm sorry you lose you failed yeah you don't get nothing get off my stage i did have to laugh because eric has the fancy discord background so a lot of this time the microphone has been off in the disappearing land but i see i see the little bit of the arm even when it's disappeared i see it there and so as we're closing out the show i thought to myself you got to remember this man is holding the giant arm and everything. You got to remember that in your beautiful the mind. The whole time. The whole time. I did a chuckle and then you, you put it right back so I got to see it. So thank you, sir. And thank you, the listeners. Because until next time, there's nothing else to say but. Don't forget to say. <laughs> Shut up and sit down.